Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Juice Box Podcast. Before I get started today, let me just share something with you that I'm pretty excited about. This podcast launched on January 28th, 2015, and it has had at least one episode a week since then. Today is December 20th, 2018, and you are listening to episode 200 of the Juice Box Podcast. There'll be one more show in 2018, and that one will be timely because you might be able to use a lot of the information in your New Year's resolutions if you're making one. The show will continue to be weekly in 2019, and my expectation is that it will hit 1 million downloads in that calendar year. Can you believe that? It's amazing. Anyway, thank you for letting me share that. And welcome to episode 200 of the Juice Box Podcast. Today's guest, Brett Christensen from Omnipod. Brett is here to answer all of your questions, all of my questions, and make crystal clear the path that Omnipod is on through their new PDM called Dash, through their artificial pancreas called Horizon, and everything else you can think of. We drilled down really hard on a couple of these ideas. I I told Brett that I thought that I was getting confused because there were so many words flying around about stuff that I didn't have in my hand yet, Dash, Horizon, you know, there were just a lot of things. I wanted to make sure that I understood. I wanted to make sure that you understood them. Today's episode is sponsored by Dexcom. You can go to Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox or click on the links in your show notes or at juiceboxpodcast.com to find out more. The episode is also sponsored by Omnipod. Go to myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox. Check out that link to get a free no obligation demo of the Omnipod today. All right, let's play the music. At the end of this episode, I can promise you one thing. You are going to know everything about what's going on with my favorite insulin pump in the whole world, the Omnipod. Your head's just going to be so full of it, you'll be like an Omni-expert. Please don't forget, though, that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise, and to always consult a physician before making changes to your care plan. Hello, this is Brett. Brett, hey, Scott Benner. Scott, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm just checking to make sure I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing over here. You sound good. Okay. Good start. That's good. Well, I was going to make a joke about that Chasey's voice got deeper, but (laughs) (laughs) would have felt forced. Plus, I was able to squeeze it in like this because I'm recording already. <laughs> so, so, um, That's right. yeah, so, so, high bar. Shacey's been doing a great job for years, but I think uh, I know it. I think you're going to be fine. Um, I'm just turning, thank you. I'm, no, no, please. I'm turning off all my gadgets here that cause problems for me. And uh, also, you're going to get to be part of something that the people on the podcast love, which is we're going to get to talk about Arden's insulin for her lunch live while we're recording, which. Uh, is a, a big fan favorite. Shacey Petrovic has been coming on from Omnipod for years. She was the COO of the company, uh, but she, I don't know what she did. She Maybe she offed a guy or something, but she's the CEO now. That's right. And you have, have taken her spot as the COO. And so we're going to get to talk to you about what's going on at Omnipod because Shacey's now too fancy for us. I get it. I know what's going on. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. I can reinforce that. <laughs> Plus, Brett, after, <laughs> after this year and a half, you're going to think, I got to upgrade myself so they don't make me go on that podcast anymore. 
<laughs> no, are you kidding me? This will this will be a good time. This is one of the more fun things I get to do. Excellent, excellent. I'm really glad. So go ahead, go ahead and introduce yourself, just just so everybody knows who you are. I'm Brett Christensen. I'm the chief commercial officer at Insulet, and at Insulet, of course, we are the the makers of the Omnipod insulin management system. So as chief commercial officer, I lead a large team that's really focused on uh, improving the lives of people that live with diabetes through the use of Omnipod. Okay. All right. Well, that's a, then you're the right person to talk to. So yes. I, you know, as I always do when I schedule something with you or with Dexcom, I reach out into the community first and I let everybody ask any question they want. It's always really interesting because some people ask uh, focused questions about themselves and some people ask sort of broader based questions. Um, and I'm right. always I'm always very interested in that because I think that the more focused questions, I think they bring to light things that we want to say to you that you don't necessarily have an answer to, and um, okay. and you know what I mean. Like I you know if, yep. I have a great example right off the bat. If someone said, "Look, I've been using insulin pumps for a really long time, and I've I've you know I've got scar tissue now, and I I wish I I wish Omnipod had a longer cannula. Like, can you you know can you ask them if they can make a longer cannula? Which is amazing. I want you to know that. But that's not, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm assuming that you don't have a whiteboard behind you that starts with longer cannula. And so, <laughs> that's right. right, right. I'm and, sure it's on a list somewhere, but you're right. Exactly. So I like this idea. I like that I get to tell you the things that people are wishing and hoping for and why it affects them. And I like that we get to answer the bigger questions. And I think obviously right now in this time with, with insulin pumps in general, um, you know, the big, big question is artificial pancreas and, um, and you guys have that coming in 2020, is that right? That's right. Right. But before we talk about that, you are in the process of upgrading the PDM. So for people who don't use Omnipod, which will be about three of them, because this is going to be a big fan favorite for Omnipod, I assume. But your PDM, the Personal Diabetes Manager, is being updated. Uh, and That's that, right. And the new PDM is going to be called Dash. So um, I want to start there with that because I genuinely believe – that you guys have announced so many things in the last six months that everything's kind of got muddled a little bit. So I, my, my okay. goal today is to break them out into pieces so they're more understandable. So start with Dash and tell me what it is. Okay, so you're right about Dash. And the, the, the most obvious thing with Dash is that it's a, a new and improved PDM. And PDM is the acronym we use for uh, Personal Diabetes Manager. So it's the controller of the Omnipod. So Omnipod is the, the patch pump that uh, I know your listeners are pretty familiar with. It's the only tubeless pump on the marketplace. So a, a, a user will use Omnipod and it will deliver up to three days of insulin. It replaces, for the most part, uh, multiple daily injections, which is where most of our users come from. So they start out with multiple daily injections. They, they don't like the five, six shots a day. They go with Omnipod. It's this sleek um, really nice patch pump that delivers three days of insulin and replaces those 15 to 16 shots that they would give themselves over that three-day period, right? But the, the one thing that we've wanted to upgrade for a long time is the PDM. So it is that controller uh, that you talked about. And with Dash, that is the most apparent upgrade. So we've taken the, the old controller, which is a proprietary piece of equipment that we manufacture, and we replaced that with a lockdown smartphone. Uh, it's going to be something that users are really familiar with. It's an Android device, lockdown. So it's, it, it brings with it ease of use, you know, a menuing system that they're familiar with, um, it, really an intuitive interface, and also the discretion that they've been missing with Omnipod as it exists today, because you can pull it out, you can give yourself a bolus, and it looks like you're checking a text message. So it's uh, something we're really excited about. And quite obviously, 
the for anyone who's held, used, or seen the the old PDM, let's call it the old PDM. It looks right. like it looks like you you were in a '50s sci-fi movie, and you said to the scientist, <laughs> "Design something from the future." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was, it was futuristic in the '50s. What you said? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. It's it's been long overdue, you know. But this is a a complete redesign of not just the the controller. It is a it is an entirely new platform for for us. So. The pod, which doesn't look like it's changing, it, it looks like the the pod, which our users do love. They they complain about the PDM, or at least suggest that we get a a smartphone like PDM, which we're doing with Dash. But there is a significant change in the pod that users may not uh, realize. But we've we've changed the communication method and added Bluetooth technology to the pod, okay. so that that becomes now the platform for a whole host of things that we're going to do in the future, including Horizon, which is our hybrid closed loop system, and and a number of other things that you mentioned. Uh, were some of those announcements that we've made recently, but it really is the platform for all of that innovation, and it's why it's been uh, you know kind of a long time coming, but really significant okay. in and of itself. And we're going to dig deep into that in a second, but first, let me explain to you what's going on with Arden. So it's some special day at school as Christmas arrives. I, I think all the teachers have given up. No one's teaching anymore. And so Arden's now sitting down to eat. This will freak parents out. Uh, Arden's sitting down to eat 40 minutes later yeah. than she normally does. So okay. I, right. So her blood sugar was 85 and it's sort of, you know, if you're familiar with Dexcom, I started getting a diagonal down arrow and I texted her. I was like, Hey, when's this lunch thing happening? Cause they didn't even tell the kids. So it was just right. like, lunch is going to be later today, kids. And so uh, she's like, I think it's in a minute. And I said, well, if it's not, we're going to be in trouble here. And so five minutes later I said, Hey, you're 80 now. And she's like, no, I'm leaving right, right now. I said, okay, so we're not going to pre-bolus like we normally do. I said, go sit down, start eating and text me. So that's where we're at. Arden's blood sugar is 70. She's diagonal down, so her blood sugar is dropping a couple of points per minute, and she says she's eating. Now, we're going to use the lower blood sugar as our pre-bolus. So we don't have to pre-bolus today because technically we already have because her blood sugar is falling. So I'm just going to do what I normally do. She's going to get a okay. temp, temp basal increase, 40%, I'm going to say for two hours. Now, why is that, Brett? It's because she's got a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. She has some little like Oreo flats that you spread the cream on yourself, which they're disgusting, but she seems to like, uh, there is what else is in there? Grapes, a yogurt mm -hmm. and a salad from her Chinese food that she had last night that she didn't eat the salad. And I think there's something else not important. Doesn't matter. Uh, I think it's going to take about 13 units of insulin plus this temp basil. So temp basil increase 40% for two hours. And we're going to bolus. what I just say? Did I say 13? I Thirteen. Yeah, look at Brett's like, don't put me on the spot like this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a big decision. Pull pull stop, so wine to take. <laughs> 13 <laughs> units. Oh, okay. 13 units. I'm going to extend it a little bit. But she's got to get some of it now, the rest over an hour, because she's already falling. So I'm going to do 40% now and the rest over an hour. Now, because she's Scott, what are you doing? Are you are you sending a text to somebody, or what? What are you actually doing? Yes, Brett, okay. This is and this is great for you to hear because the key to type one diabetes, uh, when you are helping someone else manage it, is instant communication. So what right. what would normally happen to a kid like Arden is she would have said, "Oh, my blood sugar is starting to fall." 
they would have sent her off to the nurse. The nurse would have said, oh, you're getting low. They would have treated, quote unquote, which would have meant they would have given her a juice box. They would not have covered for it. Ten minutes later, her blood sugar would have been 120 and flying up, and then it would have been time to go to, to lunch. Then we would have been behind the whole time. Her blood sugar would have got high. We never would have got in front of it, and her, her, her right. you know, blood sugar would have been for hours and hours like that. And then they would have, what, maybe told her to come back three hours from now to the nurse's office and we'll check her again, where I guarantee her blood sugar would have been 280 and, um, you know, all that would have happened. Those wow. pauses yeah. in there and those hours that people wait, it's what, it's what messes everyone up. So Arden right. is, uh, she's a freshman in high school and she has, okay. not been, she has not been to the nurse for a diabetes-related situation since the last day of second grade. That's great. And that's because of, no, 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 not just because you're here. It's because of Omnipod. It's because of Dexcom. It's because of texting. And I, I right. know that might, that might sound crazy to people, but the texting um, is just as important as the diabetes. I think of texting as the third most important diabetes technology we have. So, I believe it. Yeah, it really is. Really Especially for a parent, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, well, absolutely. It just, it's, it, you know, to break that down further, it's the, instantaneous conversation is what's important. Oh, and she sees it. Right. She says, okay, and I'll keep you apprised as how it's going as we go. And she's actually 63 diagonal down now, but she's been eating for, she's been eating for a while. Now I'm trying to see how long I'm not very good with my texting machine here. About 10 minutes. She's already been eating. Okay. So okay. anyway, uh, to finish that thought, um, you know, People can, you know, always say, well, a pump's just about not injecting, which even as you talked about it, you said people come from MDI because they're tired of injecting. But the real, right. the real brilliance of Omnipod is, is being able to manipulate your basal rates to dial them back, to dial them up, to put in a little bit of, look, listen to what I just did. I put in 40% of a 13-unit bolus now, and then I told to stretch the other 60% out over 60 minutes. That's the kind of stuff yep. that if you want to do with... Well, first of all, you can't do a stretch with MDI, but if you were going to do something with MDI, you'd be shooting multiple times through a meal. And that's right. And, and, you know, when I think of diabetes, I think of the goal of diabetes is to keep a balance between the insulin and the effects that either the carbs are having on you or your body's having on you. And that's just that's right. much, much easier with, with, um, with an insulin pump. So, okay. That's so right. I apologize, but I like that detour. So, um, so dash, that was good. Thank you. So yes. Dash is a P is the new PDM. Which I understand through the you know through the grapevine the the acronym's not the everyone wished it had a better name so now it does now it's Dash and, and so <laughs> right. um and so so Dash is here Dash is the wireless controller that tells your pump what to do I just told Arden what to do and she picked up her PDM pushed a couple of buttons she did temp basal increase she did a bolus she told it to extend she did that on her PDM. That thing is not attached okay. to her in any way, not, not through tubing, not through wires, not through anything. It's completely wireless. But she was holding something that, as I've said before, looked like a tricorder from like a, an early 60s Star Trek. <laughs> and, so, right. and so now right. she's going to be holding a fancy looking thing, looks like a cell phone. <laughs> so she's going to have a little bit of anonymity. Nobody's going to really know what she's doing when she pulls that thing out next time. It's, it's touch That's screen, right? right? Fancy. That's right. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yes. And, um, and it's going to do what we need to do. So I have some, like, I guess some drill down questions about it. Um, okay. Is it waterproof? So, well, the, the, the PDM isn't waterproof, right? It's a, it's a, 
it's a it's a locked down Android phone, so it's as waterproof as a you know a, as a smartphone would be. Not waterproof, but the Pod. Which when we say when we talk about OmniPod being waterproof, we're talking about really the about the Pod, right? right because right. you don't want to disconnect. For your point earlier, that you you want to stay connected to this continuous insulin delivery. Okay. You don't want to disconnect when you get in the shower, when you swim, and those types of things. So yes, still waterproof. Okay, so the Pod itself is waterproof. The new Dash is only as water resistant as the phone is, and we'll, we'll have to find That's out. Right. So if I want it to be actually waterproof, I'm going to have to get like a waterproof case like I would for my cell phone. Yeah, that's right. Gotcha. Okay. Um, the amount of distance that uh, I can control the pod from, is it remain the same? It remains the same. Okay. Um, no change there. Is there um, – have you used it yet? Have you used the old PDM and the new PDM, like had it in your hand? And I have. Have you yeah. noticed – so have you ever noticed with the old PDM that – for me, the screen side, if I point the screen side at the pod, I seem to get like a better signal than I do if it's the back side. I also have the rubber case on. Have you ever noticed that? No, I have not. I was just wondering if there was a better but, side. But I will that. say, I mean, it's, um, you know, whenever you're communicating with something wirelessly, there are some nuances that way. So the, the, the signals will actually change with Dash. So Dash will be uh, a BLE signal, mm -hmm. so uh, low energy Bluetooth. And there, there might be some things like that, right, where you've got, you know, if you're wearing it on a certain part of the body, you, you know, th there, there might be some communication things. But um, for the most part, the, you know, the range and all that, nothing has changed. Okay. It's just a different technology that allows us to really uh, do more with innovation going forward. Okay, so the functionality of the Dash is no, no really different than the PDM, but, but that's the, the, the sort of the technical functionality. There's a lot of other functionality that has changed. And so I'll start with alarm notifications. Now, I know the FDA tells you what you need to do and what you don't do. I can tell you uh, that there are some of them that people just are, some people are really bothered by. Like nobody wants, some people don't want to be told two hours after they put a pod on, hey, do you remember that you just switched your insulin pump? Are you getting insulin? I like it personally. A lot of people don't like it. Um, but I understand some of these things are going to be user definable. Some of them are. Can you, do you, can you break them down a little bit for me? Yeah, so I mean, the two types of notifications for any insulin pump, and, and Dash is, certainly falls into the same uh, classification, but there are critical notifications and critical alarms that the FDA says that you have to have those. Not only do you have to have those, they have to be at a certain sound level so that people can hear them. And then there's a lot of these non-critical alarms, reminders, uh, kind of what you talked about, that probably are more of the annoyance for, for any user that might want more flexibility there. So with Dash, uh, the critical alarms will come through, have to come through, and we don't have have much to do with that. Uh, but the non-critical notifications, we have added some flexibility. So you'll be able to silence some of them. And some of them you'll be able to get on your app, your display app. And I think, you know, we, we should talk about apps at some point yeah, we will. today. But with Dash, you, you'll get uh, one of the apps, you'll get its display, which just means you can see on your current phone exactly what your controller is doing. So if you do have this new Dash controller and it's in a bag, you could take your iPhone and, and basically turn it into a controller. It won't control at this point your pod, but you'll see everything on your iPhone that you see currently on your Dash controller. So so you'll be able to see some of those alarms coming in mm -hmm. and see them coming and be able to, you know, to take action prior to them coming. So we, it just adds a lot more flexibility and a lot more control for those alarms and notifications in Dash. So I'll only really be reaching for Dash when I need to make a decision about insulin. Like when that, otherwise That's I'll right. be able to see what's going on through my phone, which um, everybody at this point, I, I think of myself as someone who does not use my phone very often. 
but I uh-huh. still I still turned on my screen time thing the other day, um, and uh, I used my phone more than I thought I did. So, <laughs> uh, right. you, you know, I've been up for four or five hours today, uh, and I've been on my phone an hour and a half so far, uh, and and so now when that phone's crossing your face. I'm going to be able to now. Will I have to dig into my? Okay, no. Let me be clear about that. That's the View app. Is that right? User. That's the display app. Display. So the display okay. app is is what you will see on your own phone. So if if you are the user, so right. you know if Arden's got an iPhone, she will have a, a display app display. on her iPhone, okay. and and won't have to take her dash controller out of the bag or wherever it's located, unless to your point, she wants to control her insulin in some way. Okay, and am I right to say that she doesn't even have to for some things? open that app because you'll have widgets too? Yeah, no, the widget, you're right. So the widget is, you know, on an iPhone, if you swipe, let's see, swipe to the right, mm-hmm. you'll see, um, you know, summaries of different applications you might have running on your phone. It, for Dash, if you swipe to the right, what you will see, and we're excited about this, is a, a widget that you'll see the your, your Dexcom CGM. Okay. And you, uh, right next to that, you will see uh, a widget from your display app. So you'll be able to see on one screen real quickly uh, what your Dexcom is doing and what your Omnipod is doing. So it's, um, it's a form of CGM integration that really kind of allows you to see those two things quickly. And I'm sorry, and that's on my phone if I'm the user? Or that's on the dash? That's right. That's on the phone? No, that's on the phone. And so what, right. what I think we're really seeing, Brett, is that, is that we are taking steps towards a future, right? Like there's... And it must be incredibly difficult on your end. Like I know there's a place you guys want to get to, but but you That's have right. but you have to get there through the FDA and through you know through through channels the way things work. And so you you take right. these and you have to start where you start. You can't you know you can't start magically in a better place than you were in. You were in a place with a PDM that looked like it was made in 1950 sci-fi movie. And so now yeah. you're and so now you're moving forward from there very nicely, by the way. And so okay, so yeah, right. So users are going to have the ability to look at their phone and see a lot of their information about the, I'm assuming like insulin on board, time of last bolus, like all that kind of stuff, right? That's right. Okay. Yep, all those things. And now as a parent or as a caregiver, there's, there's another app um, and that's the view. That's called the view app. That's correct. All right. And will I be able to see the same things that they can see on the display app? Yeah, so the View app, so for you, and I, and I would imagine your text messages will change just a little bit, Scott. So, you know, you right now you've got a, a follow app probably with Dexcom where you're looking at Arden's um, BG levels throughout the day. Yep. What you would also have with View now is you'll be able to see exactly what's going on with her Omnipod and with her Dash. So anything that would show up on her Dash screen, on her PDM, you'll be able to see on your phone with the View app. So you'll be able to get those same notifications, alarms, everything that she sees throughout the day, you'll see as well. Okay. And uh, now I can't make adjustments to her PDM remotely. I can just... You can. That's right. You, you just got your text messaging to rely on. That's it. And I want to make sure, I'm going to bring it up here, of one of the users or one of the people online who made suggestions, I thought one of them was just amazing. And I realize this is just me putting this in your head through, through the person who told me. Um, but she said she understands why you couldn't like just let somebody remotely give you insulin without you knowing that would be crazy. Right. But, um, but wouldn't it be cool if I could open up my, my, my app as a, as a caregiver and say what I just said to Arden, temp basal increase 40% for two hours, 13, you know, blah, 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 and send it as a suggestion to the user. Mm. And then instead of the user having to actually 
do what it says, be able to just agree to it. And then it happens. I love that. Isn't that a good yeah, thing? Yeah, actually, I... Yeah. I love that suggestion. It, you know, there's, there's two things, right? We, we've said this uh, multiple times on this call. There's what technology can do and then kind of what are we going to be allowed to do mm-hmm. and, and what will the FDA get comfortable with from a safety and effectiveness standpoint. So I, I love that idea. And certainly from a technology standpoint, that's something we could get to. We just have to you know, prove that out and make sure that it's um, something that we can get comfortable with. So I want to thank people because they sent in so many questions for me. And I really appreciate everybody's time. And not that any question was more important than the other, but usually every time I do that, there's one or two that really lights my hair on fire. And I think, man, that's amazing. That was the one for this round. I thought, wow, what a great idea. Because then if you have a kid who's too young, right? Like to really understand, or, you know, you talk to people who are like, oh, I'm afraid to let them make a bolus because I don't know if he knows the difference between one unit and 10 units sometimes. This takes all of that away for them. And if it's somebody who doesn't maybe even understand how to do, like what I just did with my daughter for her lunch, she couldn't figure that out yet. She's not up to that yet. And so it's just, it's so, anyway, whoever sent that in, thank you so much. That was a a great one. I appreciate it. I love it. I'll take it back to the team. You know, we're the, we're the leader in pediatrics. So um, the one area that we absolutely are the market leader in is in children mm-hmm. and uh, up to, up to the age of teenagers. And so we get, we've got a lot of feedback on uh, these widgets, this view app. There's a lot of excitement in the marketplace for this and, and certainly someplace we need to get to. I think, tech, you know, from a technical standpoint, we could get something like that done. The first step though is, is getting phone control, right? So yeah, that you right. can, at least the user can control Omnipod from their own phone, and that is something we're working for right. uh, towards with, good, with Horizon. Good so. tease, Brett. I'll tell you what, I'll put the Dexcom ad right here, and then I'll come back and we'll keep <laughs> talking. I've been editing the podcast all morning, and about 15 minutes ago, I noticed Arden's blood sugar was starting to drift down. It was at 85, then it was 80, then it was 77. I kind of expected it because she's at school today and they're doing some holiday parties, and we were bolusing for foods that you know she had never eaten before. How did I see this? Well, Arden's wearing the G6 continuous glucose monitor made by Dexcom. Anyway, I noticed the arrow, which indicates the direction that Arden's blood sugar is moving, turning down. And that 85 went to 70, so I sent Arden a text. I asked her when she was having lunch, and it wasn't for another 45 minutes. So I simply replied, okay, then we're going to need a juice here. And now Arden's blood sugar is 87 and stable. The feature on the Dexcom G6 that allowed this is called Follow, right? There's a share and a follow app. Arden has a share app on her phone. It sends that information up into the cloud. I have a follow app on my phone where I can see her blood sugar in real time. But as I look at Arden's blood sugar and I see where it's been over the last couple of hours at school and where it is now, at now 86, understand that that was able to happen. As Arden was leaving for school today, she said, oh, there's gonna be a holiday thing this morning. I think there's gonna be food. I don't really know. No problem. She sends me a text two hours ago that says, I'm gonna have a macaroon and some of these other things. That's all she said. Using the information on Arden's Dexcom, we made a choice about insulin, guessing about the carbs and all of those things. And sure, we needed a juice box two hours later, but there's Arden in school eating with everyone else, blood sugar between 70 and 110 all morning, all because of the information coming from the Dexcom. Go to Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox or go to the links in your show notes or juiceboxpodcast.com to get started with the G6 today. I want to tell you that I, I completely understand, Brett, that there's no meter in the new dash. 
And But I will tell you that when I initially heard it, and I heard it years ago, before the rest of you had to live with this information, I had to live with it, because I was speaking at something for Omnipod a couple years ago in Florida, and I heard like that then, before anybody else knew. And so I was crushed at first. I thought, oh my God, no, because all the things you've heard, I'm going to have to carry something else with me, and blah, 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 blah. And then I remembered two very important things. The PDM is huge, and you're going to give me something that's much smaller. And, and I don't mean to malign anything, but the meter in the PDM is old. So new meters must work much better than old meters. And that's got to be one of the initial thoughts you had was you, you tied your PDM to technology that as it aged, you couldn't update it without it going through the FDA process again. So we've all been using this meter for, I mean, Arden's had a PDM for 10 years, right? So I've been using the same meter for 10 years. While meters get better, I'm using this one. But now that's not going to be the situation anymore. And I uh, was lucky enough to get one of the meters that you guys are going to offer to people moving forward. And I have to tell you, it's way better. So oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, and it's also very tiny. So when you put a new dash together with this new contour next meter, as far as bulk, I still think you've cut your bulk of what you're carrying down in half. And I bet you the weight of what you're carrying down significantly as well. Uh, it is two, se- two separate things, but they're very tiny. So can you tell me a little bit of how you chose the meter that you went with? Yeah, so I, uh, I'll back up a little bit and say that, you know, the first, my first feeling was much like yours, Scott, with it, you know, and we heard a lot about the, the same thing you communicated. That, hey, you've got to have an integrated meter into the controller. But, you know, the other thing we heard was, hey, I want it to be a, basically a lockdown smartphone. And so <clears throat> you can't really have both, right? So we kind of had to make a bit of a leap in, in our planning and look into the future and say, look, you know what, what users are really going to value <clears throat> is that discretion, that smartphone-like device, and the meter should be separate. It, and there's a lot of advantages to doing that because we don't really tie ourselves to a, a technology because you can quickly adjust, right? So uh, Dash, when it launches, it will be compatible with the Contour Next Meter from Essentia, um, something that we're excited about. They've been tremendous partners of ours. We think it's a fantastic meter. Um, but the user really can use any meter they want to with Dash. It's just that that's what's integrated right now with Dash. So we, we wanted to leave ourselves some flexibility to continue to innovate because we got to move quickly with technology. And so to, you know, to have this, this controller, again, did you say it looks like a tricorder, I think, um, you know, it's, it's tough to change those things. We want to get onto this mobile platform and move very quickly with innovation. And so that, that was a key part of the decision with dash. Yeah. You need to stay fluid. You can't be chained to one thing that can't be changed. Right. Um, and so, so for everybody listening, I have been using, or Arden has been using this meter for months now, and I find the accuracy to be amazing. It really matches up well with the G6 that she's wearing. I don't see a, a ton of discrepancy between what the G6 thinks and what the meter thinks. Um, and so I'm, we're very happy with it. She doesn't, you know, Arden has not been bothered beyond the, the normal stuff. Like when you log onto Facebook and it's different than it was yesterday, and you're like, why'd they change it? You know, like that yeah. kind of thing. She was at first, I'm like, hey, use this meter now. And she's like, what? And I was like, just do it. And then she was like, all right. And she did it and it's been fine. So, um, you know, it's got a little light for overnight. It doesn't take, I, somebody told me what, you know, one of the great things about the freestyle, of course, is that the small blood drop, but the contour is not asking for any more or less blood than than we've seen in the past. So anyway, I think it's terrific. But more importantly, I think it's terrific that you guys have an eye on how to stay sleek and 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 be moving forward constantly because 
you know, I don't want to say that you're a little behind right now, but you're a little behind right now. And so, and, and so when, but once you jump in the rest of the way, now you're on equal footing again, you got nothing holding you back and you can keep moving. I think that's going to be the story of type one diabetes over the next decade is going to be how quickly we get from where we are to where we're going. And I always just say, look back a few years, you know, Dexcom's like, Hey, here's the G4. This thing's great. And then it was the five, then it was the six and now the seven right. coming and like, and it's, they figured out how to move and you guys, I think have figured out how to move quickly too. So uh, I, I think it's, we're really, getting so, there. Yeah, you're getting there. <laughs> so you, you sent these dashes out into the world, uh, in a limited release. I did not get did. one. I'm not, don't worry, Brett, I'm not hurt. And so, um, <laughs> I think you, I'll check the list. I don't know how you weren't on it. Well, exactly. apparently it was randomized. And so it was randomized through your endo. And if your endo wasn't part of it, then you didn't have any chance. And even if your endo was part of it, it was still up to their discretion to randomly pick somebody. So I think my doctor's office wasn't actually even a part of the release. So it's fine. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm not, again, it's fine. <laughs> uh, so I need to understand a little bit about what the release was for and, and why you started with a limited release. Okay, so um, we are in a limited release. We got approval from the FDA middle of, of 2018. <clears throat> this was a really big change for us because, again, this is, this is an entirely new platform. You know, for future releases where we're taking Dash and we're making it a little bit better, uh, there's probably not as much risk to that type of a, of a release. But for us, this was an entirely new release, almost an entirely new product. Even the pod, which looks the same, is a, has some new components with mm -hmm. the Bluetooth technology. So we wanted to make sure a couple of things uh, we were ready for. One, the technology was performing the way we want it to perform. So that's something that we've been getting feedback from, from all the users that are in the limited market release. We want to make sure that there aren't any bugs, not any issues, so that when we go big with this, because again, we've got 150,000 users worldwide already using Omnipod, and you don't want to get out there with tens of thousands of patients and discover that you've got an issue. So we've been cautious with this, even though the temptation is to move quickly and get this to the market. But we're getting close to that now. We've got fantastic feedback from the users that have used it. They, they rave about the simplicity, the convenience, the ease of use, all the things that we knew they would love. But the other things we, we're trying to make sure that we are, we're ready for, um, inventory levels, of course, we've seen you know competitors and partners alike in the market launch a product and not really be ready for the inventory rush. So we're building up inventory today. And then, but the, the, probably another big thing, Scott, that's unique about Dash is that we're really kind of reinventing the payer marketplace in reimbursement. And that takes some time too. So, you know, typically when a, a company comes up with a, just a, a newer version of an insulin pump, you've already got market access contracts established with reimbursement companies. We're doing something really different with Dash, and we think it's going to be fantastic for patients because, as you know, there's this thing in the insulin pump world called a warranty period where if you get an insulin pump, you've got to stick with that insulin pump for four years, yep. and you can't change. And that's because of that huge upfront cost that payers pay for. They make you stick with that insulin pump for four years. Right, it's, right. Um, it's a lot like I started my career in telecom. And I remember getting a phone, and I loved that phone, but I was stuck with that phone for two years. Yeah. I also couldn't you know, change from AT&T. I had to stay there. That's how the insulin pump world works today. We're going to change that because we're taking away 
the upfront costs. There will be no upfront costs with Dash, and therefore there will be no warranty period. Uh, so we're going to put the onus on us. If we're not providing a good product, a pump that you want to use every day, you, and you stop using it. Yep. That's right. So, but we got to establish those contracts. And so that's the other big piece of the limited market release is establishing those reimbursement levels with payers. Okay. So you guys are, you guys are doing, you know, your diligence on does this thing work the way we expect it to? Are we able to support it uh, from stock and from customer service? And you're trying to get the insul- the uh, the insurance side together at the same time. And I think maybe the thing, All you, yeah. And you just said a lot of amazing stuff in there. The one thing that maybe got glossed over that I want to make sure that I understand is it's free, right? Like the dash it's just free. doesn't cost. So so he, 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 pie in the sky, right? I'm um, I'm a dash user. I'm walking around and I whip my dash out to do something and it slips. You ever have this happen? You pull your phone out and you just, there it keeps going. And you're just like, oh, I don't, I don't have a grip on my phone. It's flying across the room. And like, so that happens. And I, I throw my dash out into the street and it's hit by 17 cars. I call you on the phone and I say, I just threw my dash into the street. Trust me, it wasn't on purpose. Got hit by 17 cars. Uh, you're not going to charge me $500 for another one? Uh, we're not going to charge you five hundred dollars for that, but there might be a fee for that. We're we're keep kind of working honest, out those Brett. details yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Right, right, right. And you know, we'll we'll look. All we we don't want to make money off of the hardware. We really don't because I think it's a barrier to access. What we want to do is get patients using Omnipod, and so anytime you charge a patient anything for the use of that PDM, just for an upfront fee, mm-hmm. and they've got deductibles. We know how high deductibles are these days. Mm-hmm. It's why all these insulin pump companies, CGM companies, they all have a drop in utilization at the beginning of every year. It's not because patients don't need insulin in January. It's because their deductibles reset. So right. they they go off the pump. They don't choose a new pump and all those things. So we want to we want to remove that. There might be a, a fee for the scenario that you just uh, described if right. you break it, but it's free up front and there's no warranty period. We'll call it a bonehead so tax or something like that. And there so, you go. Yeah, yeah. I but, like it. But I also, it's interesting what you say because – Back in the infancy of the internet, I remember them, this person having a, a web board where you could go talk about their movies, right? And it cost 99 cents to register for the board. Now, did this person do that to make money? They didn't. They did it because it weeded out the nudniks, right? Like, it, like if you had to like go through a little bit of trouble to do it, it kept you honest a little bit. You wanted to be there. Right. And I think that's what you're talking about. It's like we can't be... We can't we can't foster a society where people are like, huh, I left my dash at school again and it got stolen. Hey, Omnipod, this is the sixteenth time I'm calling you this year. Send me a freeway. It's not that. <laughs> but but right, because you're gonna be somebody out there. And by the way, if you are that person, make an adjustment in your life. Just try a little harder. But 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 so you, you don't have to say that, Brad. I'm saying it. And so uh, but 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 yeah, so the, I I love that. It's amazing that you're doing that. And it, and it's and it's honest too, because let's be honest. It doesn't cost that much for that dash. And so for you to like put an arbitrary number on it that keeps you in business or whatever, it's just, that's how people feel on the other side. Like, you know, like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? I used to break the screen on your iPhone and you'd go into an Apple store and be like, oh, I dropped my phone. And they'd be like, oh, that sucks. I'm sorry. And 10 minutes later, someone would come out and you hand your phone back. So what do I owe you? And they'd say nothing. And now it's $200. So what happened? Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, is it does it cost two hundred dollars okay. to get my or? And so I like that you're doing that. I, I very much do. I I'm, I'm not just buttering your ass here, Brett. I really like that. <laughs> so um, now we've talked about Dash a lot and the apps a lot, but really the most important thing to all of us out here, us just grubby, needy people. When am I getting it? I can't do better in this ad today to tell you about Omnipod than the episode itself is going to tell you. So let's just focus on one aspect. It's that Omnipod offers a free, no obligation demo of the product. 
What that means is you go to myomnipod.com forward slash juice box, quite literally just put in your name, your address, your phone number, and they will send you out a pod. Now it's not a functioning pod, like it doesn't have, you know, like a cannula that pops out and goes into your skin and stuff like that. That would be crazy because it's a demo. Uh, but what it is, is everything else. It's the pod and the internals of it so that you can feel the weight of it and how the adhesive works. And you can place it somewhere on your body and actually wear it for days. And I think what you're going to notice while you're wearing it is that you forget that you're wearing it. And that is really one of the aspects of the Omnipod that gets overlooked sometimes is that, you know, we say it's tubeless. We say you don't have a controller hanging from you, which is all very true, but it's never pulling on you, right? It's not, it's not hanging on your belt. It's just somewhere. You put it on and you forget about it. This demo, this free no obligation demo is a fantastic way to find out if you would like the Omnipod. You're hearing us talk about it. It's exciting. There's a lot coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you still got to make sure you like it. And a free no obligation demo is the way to go myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox or if you can click on the links in your show notes or at juiceboxpodcast.com i'd appreciate that you get started today with the demo if you like it you just keep going and if you don't no big deal when am i getting it when are you getting it yeah so, so we've we've said all along, and we're on we're on track for this. That it's going to be a Q1 full market release. So, you know, sometime after the new year, when we get comfortable with all three of those things that I that I mentioned to you, mm-hmm. we have to check the box on. We'll we'll launch a full market release. We'll tell the world we're ready, and um, and Dash will be available uh, where there are market access contracts established. So, so it's coming soon. It it'll be here in uh, Q1. So, Brad, I'm just going to start saying months, and you cough when I hit the right one. January. February, March. <laughs> no, no, I, hear you. I don't know which one. I'll, I'll <laughs> I hear you. So, so, listen, it's soon. But now, but so now, yeah. here's the here's the rest of it. You launch it, and it launches. If some people are going to want to stay with their old PDM and their old pods, are they going to be able to do that? They will. Yeah. There's, you know, for us, if you want to stay with your existing uh, Omnipod, then then by all means, do so. Okay. You know, it's probably not for everybody. And, you know, one thing that is true is some people just don't like change, right? When I get a an, up, an update from Apple, almost every single time uh, I'm frustrated with it. I remember when you used to, you know, whatever it is, you swipe right or left now to delete an email. It used to be the opposite. I couldn't believe they changed that. And, and now I, could, I can't imagine going back. So, that, you look, if you're happy with the current system you're on, then, yeah, great. Stay on that. We're not, we're not going to promote uh, change. We're not going to, you know, ask people to, to upgrade. This is really as a result of what people have been asking us for to deliver on simplicity, ease of use, that sleeker touchscreen PDM, uh, and then some of those apps and functionality that, that a lot of users have been asking for. But if you're happy on the current product, we have no plans of discontinuing it. So. Okay. But if we all call tomorrow, and by the way, that's a good point. When do you want people to start telling you that they do want Dash? Like, should I call now and tell somebody or should I wait till it's been released or how does that work? Yeah, I mean, we'll you know when we when we kind of announce that full market release is is on, uh, that's when you know people should should call and inquire about Dash. So okay. we we've had people call us now, and you know we we make notes of that, but um, really it's not going to increase uh, when you get Dash. So it just when, when full market release is out, um, you should call us and inquire about it. All right, listen, come back here. I'll tell you when it's available. And so okay. Um, and okay. All right, let's take a breath here, Brad. I got to pull myself together. Okay, so we understand everything. <laughs> blah blah blah. Um, when you say lockdown phones, 
I think that's something that in the industry is understood, but tell people who don't know why you're saying that, why you're saying that. Okay, so it, it's just kind of as it sounds. It's a phone uh, that cannot be used as a phone. So, so we lock it down, and the only thing that you can use it for is for Dash and for the control of your insulin pump. And that, that really is a, a safety feature. So, again, with, uh, with Horizon, you know, we're going to try to change that. We're, we're going to submit for Horizon uh, that will have phone control. And Horizon is our hybrid closed-loop system that we interface with at Dexcom G6. Uh, and with phone control. It's, it's really, though, for now, um, until we get the FDA comfortable with uh, the cybersecurity risks associated with phone control, has to be on a lockdown device. So this is an, an Android phone, but you can't use it for, for surfing the Internet, for texting, for anything you use your phone for, except for, for controlling your Omnipod. Basically how, your, how my mom uses her phone. It's like for three games. That's pretty three games. <laughs> so, uh, mom, it does so much more. What? Never mind. Okay, so you know, let's delve a little bit into security, and then we're going to jump to Horizon, because okay. you just said something that I'm my mind wanders a little bit. So I'm going to make a note, right? Hold on, because I don't want to forget this. Um, okay, so security. You guys have gotten a couple of really cool designations from some uh, from some outside, I don't know what to call them. Like they're companies that judge security about technology yep. and, and Omnipods uh, received a couple of accommodations that I think you're first in, in the insulin pump world. Is that right? That's right. So yeah, so they're, 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 it was like, dude, I'm tired. Yeah. It's lunchtime. That's right, man. Next question. No, no. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they are very meaningful and they're meaningful because you know, because of where we're going. So you, so you said this, um, you know, we know where we're going. We know we want to get to phone control. The, the hang up with that has always been cybersecurity. So when I started with Insulet, you know, we, we get feedback from all of our users for, uh, all the time. And, and I can't tell you how many times somebody told me, hey, you know what you got to do is just build, make an app and allow me to control my Omnipod from, from my app on my phone. Yeah, it's great. You know, so Thanks, it's Junior. something we could do, right? Yeah, thank you for that. We never thought about that. But, you know, it's it, the we, to be honest, we, we it, while it was on the list for years as something we'd love to do, it wasn't uh, work in earnest being done to get there because nobody believed that it would ever be allowed mm -hmm. in, in the industry. So, so that's changed dramatically, and I give the FDA a lot of credit for you know at least expressing openness for kind of where we can go with this technology. But these certifications that you mentioned, this ISO three thousand and um, our DTS certification, oh, we are the only insulin pumps to get those. And essentially, if we get too deep on these, I won't know what I'm talking about. But really, it's, it's just a nod toward the security of Omnipod. And, and that's going to be critical for us as we move toward Horizon and phone control with the FDA just to prove that we have a secure system that somebody can't hack and try to control somebody's insulin pump. So cybersecurity is going to be a key consideration, and these certifications help tremendously right. so for when, where we want to go. So when I'm at home yelling, just shut up Omnipod people and make it work through my phone. This is the stuff that you guys, this is the hard work that That's you it. have to do to make this actually happen. Okay. That's it. And you're doing the, it. The other thing yeah, we, yeah, yeah we, we are. We, we also announced Scott, I don't know if you were going to get there, but a, a partnership with Samsung, which is probably another one of those announcements that you said uh, confuses the picture of where we're going. But that, that is another key partnership for us. So Samsung has a technology called Knox security. And you might see signs, uh, you know, around that, that kind of tout Knox 
use as a secure platform for Samsung, but they really are the leader in cybersecurity there. So we, with our partnership with Samsung, we're working on Horizon and, and hope again to even strengthen even further the confidence levels that, um, that we can get a phone control product that is a hybrid closed loop system and uh, is very secure. Okay, so now that's what... what you're very good, Brent. That's where I, I wrote down my note. And so this is so this is the thing that I'm still a little baffled by when Chasey came out and said, we're working towards phone control. I'm like, right on, lady. And I don't understand what you're saying. And so um, and so let me make sure. Let me break it down a little bit. So we fast forward into the future when I have a, a, a Horizon system, which is an artificial pancreas, which we're going to talk about in a minute. And yeah. I, I'm holding, is it my cell phone or is it the Dash that now works with Horizon, but also has a connection to the internet? Well, I think that's yet to be determined, but I think what we anticipate with Horizon is that we would issue a PDM, so a a lockdown or a phone-like device like we do today with Dash. And the way I like to think about Horizon is it really is almost Dash 2.0. So you can, when you get Horizon, it will just have the functionality that says, you know, do you want to pair with your Dexcom CGM? And if you say yes, now you're in, you're in loop. If you say no, you're just using Dash the way you use Dash today. But phone control, there will probably be um, a a few phones we'll probably have to pick some that we certify that we we know are secure and that we actually submit with but there might be two or three different samsung devices that you could go buy and use as your phone surf the internet text your friends and at the same time control your omnipod that's the thinking okay and so now i'm going to ask the question that everyone who doesn't have a samsung or android phone is thinking and will this work on right. iphone at some point well it um it, the answer is always yes. It's just what at some point means. <laughs> so, but but there there is a solution for iPhone, uh, and I know you're probably going there with your questions as well. And th- this is really kind of our tide pool partnership because Loop, which is the application that they use today, is on the iPhone, mm-hmm. and we're partnering with Tide Pool for interoperability and and hope to establish uh, Omnipod as an iPump which just means you can take an eye pump with an ICGM and an eye algorithm, put them all together and, and make a, a, a loop system of your own. So that would be on iPhone and that for at least in the short term could be an alternative to an Android device. Okay. Um, for people who care, Arden just got an up arrow at 120. So I canceled the extended bolus. It had delivered nine units so far and we're rebolusing four more units. Um, Okay. So, all right. It's interesting because what you're saying is backwards from what I'm used to. I'm, I've been accustomed to Dexcom telling me for years, we're developing for iPhone because it's easier because iPhones are all the same. It's all the same operating system. The problem with, with Android is, is it's a new phone all the time and blah, blah, blah. But what you're telling me is, <laughs> Brett, what you're telling me is, is that it's easier for you on Android because of their security system. Is it not as easy on iPhone or did you just decide to start with Android to make the FDA more comfortable. I'm trying to like look between the lines here. Something happened that made you do something that, and I don't mean insult to people who aren't using iPhone, but there are a lot more iPhones than there are Android phones. So yeah, at least in the US, you're right. Yeah, right. Yep. So something led you in that direction. Did I about get to it? If you're not allowed to say, and if you're allowed to say, please just tell me. Well, I, you know, I, I don't know if it was one thing, but I will say that 
you know, if, if you look at kind of the flexibility, the willingness to partner, all those types of things, Samsung probably tends to be a little bit more flexible with some of those things. Um, and, and, and this Knox platform that they have really is, you know, recognized as probably the, the market leader in security and just their kind of willingness to work with us because we think we do need a partner that can work with us to develop this technology and that we can go to the FDA with and that we can really kind of drive towards approval. I think that we kind of just assess the likelihood of us getting there and getting there quickly and and understood that that would probably be on an Android platform with a Samsung partnership. And so that's why we're doing that. I don't think it, it, it doesn't say anything about whether or not we can get there with iPhone. Uh, but speed to market, you said this, we, we felt like we've been behind with technology and we want to get Horizon to the market quickly. So uh, we will have uh, iPhone compatibility at some point and tide pool certainly it will probably be our first and most likely chance of getting there quickly and there's even a chance i think Shacy said this on on the last call is that that uh, tide pool is is to market quicker than horizon so there's a chance for that uh, and it will be an option for anyone that wants to keep their iphone right. and use omnipod and if you want to learn more about tide pool back in episode 189 chris came on from tide pool talked all about this it's uh, called the tide is high Okay, so here's what I just heard, Brett. I just heard simpler to get us to market with this Android thing. Once we have it all figured out and through FDA, then we just have to put three guys on figuring out how to put it on the iPhone, which is going to be super simple anyway, and then everything's good. But in the meantime, you can use Tidepool as your artificial pancreas. Um, can, I don't even know how to discuss that like right now, but as the, as the software who controls it. Now, th this leads me to a question you may not have the answer to. Um, okay. If I use Tidepool, I'm using their algorithm. If in the future That's I'm right. using Horizon, I'm using your algorithm. And I like That's that right. I like that there's this interoperability and that people get to choose because one of these algorithms might work better for you than the other one. And I love that Omnipod's saying, look, it doesn't need to be ours. It could be that one too. Um, I really think that's really forward thinking. Um, so I can, but you're thinking I'm going to be able to jump. I know timelines are a weird thing to talk about in the business world, but it seems like to me that if if it's not available right away through Omnipod for iPhone, then I can just use the Tide Pool, which is literally downloading an app and then connecting my CGM with my pump, and and I'm on my way. Okay, I I understand. So now, let's let's do this. Now we've gone through Dash extensively. Now everyone understands that Dash is the new PDM for Omnipod. If you want to upgrade, you'll get slightly different pods. You won't be able to tell the difference, but it'll talk differently with Bluetooth to this new Dash system. If you want to stay with your old PDM and your old pods, you absolutely can. No one's changing. But moving forward past that, you guys are pretty deep into your artificial pancreas, which you're calling Horizon. And so okay. I, I guess the, the, the first just kind of overarching question is, is where is that in the process? What have you guys accomplished so far that you can tell me about and, and what's left to do? Well, we've done a lot of work on the algorithm, which you, you just mentioned. So um, a lot of work around human factors. We've done uh, three different IDE uh, studies. So we're, we're kind of looking at use cases and refining that algorithm. We've published a lot on how it's working so far, mm -hmm. um, including in, in children. And it, we're really happy with the results of the algorithm. So that's kind of the, the first piece is getting comfortable with the algorithm, how it works. We're, we're doing a lot of human studies where, you know, we've got uh, essentially Horizon work 
working from a tablet and we'll, we'll have people in a, in a hotel and, and have them on it for a period of time and just track how they do. So the next step, and we'll be putting it on the phone um, and then going to Pivotals. And so we'll start our Pivotal trials uh, second half of 2019. So we're getting close to that now. We're, we're thinking about enrollment and all of that today and um, with a release date uh, probably the second half of 2020 for Horizon. So not soon enough, but we are getting close now and it's getting exciting with kind of the development work and what we're seeing early on. Okay. So um, I guess you're going to skip me too on this. I can't get this early. I see. Well, hold on now. But oh, no, wait, can I apply? Like, can anyone apply to be part of the testing? Yeah, we, we, uh, the best way to kind of look at that and register is um, clinicaltrials.gov. We'll, be, we'll start posting information on that site. You'll be able to see it. And I believe, this is probably a, a question for Trang Lai, our medical director, but I do believe that you'll be able to register, at least get that information on that site. So anyone listening that's interested in applying, uh, I would check that website for okay. information as we get close. All right, excellent. See, all right, look at this. Now we're getting somewhere. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> really? So, so you, do you understand, it's funny because you work in a bubble, right? So do you understand that on the outside that there are people who have been using Omnipod forever and still are like Dash, Horizon, I don't know what any of it is. Like it's a lot of words right now because I'm not holding it um, and yeah. I'm not using it. It's, it's really tough. I was telling someone a story the other day about I was speaking to someone who's been a, a, a like almost a lifelong Omnipod user. And in the course of the conversation, they said to me, like, you know, I took the thing. And I was like, the what? The, she's like, the thing. And I'm like, the, she goes, the thing, the thing, the, the controller. I'm like, the PDM? And she goes, is that what they call it? And I thought, <laughs> I thought to myself, can you imagine the marketing team at Omnipod if they heard that woman go, is that what they call it? They all would have just been like, I quit. There's no, I, whatever. It doesn't matter. And, and so, but, but in her life, it's this thing. And it does what she needs right. it to do. And she doesn't really care if you call it Dash or Horizon or right. Follow or View or Display or whatever. That, you know, whatever. And, and it's just interesting right. to, to, it's interesting to understand that. It's why I'm really happy you're coming on because I know a lot about all of this. And there are times when I stop and think about it, and I'm like, wait, what did she mean by phone control? And, and so I, I love that you got on and explained it because I did not understand phone control the way, the, the way I do now, just after you're, after you're discussing it. And so I do really want to understand a little more about, for people who really don't get it, the idea of an artificial pancreas. So uh, to, just to lay it out, your Dex, you guys are working with Dexcom. So I'm wearing a Dexcom right. CGM. I'm holding my dash 2.0 basically it's got an algorithm on it which just means a computer program on it that is right. going to in, you know take what it learns from the dexcom about my blood sugar and it is going to make decisions about giving me insulin uh, to keep my blood sugar in a certain range now that's amazing you're going to change people's lives with that but when you say that out in public do you know the only thing they want to know back what's that is is the target blood sugar user definable because mm. that's that's what people care about the most because when you talk to me you're talking to a guy whose daughter's a1c is 5.2 if you're telling me right. that the, that the horizon is going to keep my daughter's blood sugar nice and stable at 140 i kind of don't care and yeah. so right right and so and and again for you living in a bubble i know that might be crushing to hear brett but but there's a small segment of us who are you know doing really well who don't who who that wouldn't be better for 
Now the masses, right. more people are going to hear like 120, 140, 110 go right on, man. Like, like uh, give it to me. And, and I think it's amazing for those people. I think it's transformable for uh, transformational for people living with diabetes. Don't get me wrong. But much like everything else in life, right? What are you going to do for me? Uh, I want to know about me. Right. And so is, is horizon user definable or is that the goal? Yeah, that is the goal. I think, I think you know what, what you have to do is consider both both you know views, right? You have to you have to make this technology simple enough so that people can have you know preset bonuses, can have wider, tighter ranges, but but you also got to allow for people that are really diligent in in wanting to keep a really you know tight range uh to also have kind of that flexibility so the horizon is going to be built for each of those but you don't want to make it too complicated right because i think complexity really is kind of the enemy to pump adoption right now there are um you know closed loop systems on the market that are complex and you you kind of don't want that, right? You want simplicity, but also flexibility. So the short answer is yes, um, you'll, you'll have the ability to adjust and to um, kind of define those settings and do what you want there with, um, with your physician's guidance, of course. Right. So for anybody who's been listening or listened to me kind of like Gilda Lily about Omnipod being behind other people, they're ahead. Somebody else just got here first. And I know that That's right. that might be a competing idea, but there's a lot of good that comes from not being the first one out of the gate because that other insulin pump that I, I hear from people, some people say it's okay and some people don't, it has a target goal that's higher than what I would want by a significant amount. It is not changeable. And that is probably one of the concessions that company had to make to get to market. And so yeah. you're going to come in behind them and, and have the, the benefit of seeing that that is a mistake and being able to make a better decision for you. I like, and this will, again, it might sound like, you know, like I'm kissing your butt a little bit, but the person I speak to at Omnipod about my podcast, I know that I've told this story in the past, but I don't have the traditional route through your PR department. I, I somehow pitched my idea a lot higher up the ladder than a lot of people get. So I, I have a little <laughs> right. more, I have a little more contact than most people do. And years ago, she will tell you, I said, I like that you're not first. I like it a lot. Yep. It's going to be good. And this, and if it's just for this reason, I'm thrilled to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. The, the caveat to all of that, of course, Scott, right. Is that, um, you know, the technology we can make do anything. It's, it's, the you know what can we agree on with the FDA and get approved, but you know we do want to provide all of those flexibility that um, that we discussed and, and we're optimistic that we'll get there. Yeah, it's amazing. I, it really is. And you know everyone here, you know, the people that listen to this podcast, we are all. If you're doing it the way I'm doing it, you're basically trying to act like an algorithm. You uh, you know that's what you're doing. You're trying to kind of guess the future a little bit. You're getting insulin moving you know, b beforehand so that it can do what it needs to do so that your balance is good between the, the timing of your insulin and the timing of your food. It is, it is exciting to me, a person who doesn't sleep as much as they should, to think that, that there'll be a day when my daughter's iPhone, you know, a, a, an app running on my daughter's iPhone will know that her blood sugar has been getting high at three o'clock in the morning and start giving her insulin at two o'clock in the morning. Like that right. is, and, and if for some reason it doesn't get high at three o'clock in the morning that night, it'll cut it back again and catch it or do its best to do right. it. That's amazing. I mean, it's absolutely life-changing. I might 
be able to live till 60 if you guys get this out quick enough. And I'm 47, <laughs> I'm 47 now. Well, for that reason alone, <laughs> we're going to get it out. You got to get it out for me because I'm, I'm going downhill. <laughs> um, so let me hit on a couple of other things. This is the one I always tell Chasey. I, I never quite understand enough. Um, and I want to spend just a minute or two on it. Um, but where is all this at for people with Medicare? Okay, so, uh, you know, it's a good time. I'm sure when you've had these conversations with Shacey, depending on when they were, you know, we may not even have had uh, Medicare coverage, but, you know, we were the only insulin pump on the market without a CMS decision and without Medicare coverage for probably 10 years. And the the reason for that is because we are so unique and different that, um, honestly, I don't think they could make up their minds on whether we belonged in a DME channel because we're not this, you know, $6,000 durable piece of equipment that should last you four years. At the same time, we're not a, a drug that belongs to the pharmacy. We're somewhere in between because we are a disposable three-day wear pod. Um, so they struggled with that. But we did get a decision in January of 2018, and it was a Part D decision. And what that means is Part D is a designation for the pharmacy channel. And that's exactly what we had hoped for and wanted because it helps us facilitate what I told you already, which is we're going to remove that upfront cost. We're going to make this a pay-as-you-go model to remove that barrier for patients. And it, it will be a great fit for the pharmacy channel. So in many cases, Dash will be in the pharmacy, and you'll get, you'll get it the same way you get your insulin. So it's uh, been a fantastic ride for us. Um, it, we've started to sign those Medicare contracts now. We've got um, uh, many of those contracts in place. Uh, really, most of them should start to come on in 2019, but m- so many of them adopted uh, the, the contract and the agreement early. Mm-hmm. And so we'll have um, pretty good Medicare coverage starting in 2019. Uh, we have a lot right now. And one of the things we, we tried to do was go out to our existing users and let them know which plans have already adopted Omnipod because there was an enrollment period in October that went to about the middle of December where patients could switch their Medicare plans. We wanted to inform them to make sure they knew exactly which ones were covering Omnipod. But we're thrilled with Medicare coverage and kind of how far we've come in a short period of time. Okay. Yeah, that, it's it's fantastic. I, to think that you can age out of the way you want to take care of yourself was, exactly. was heartbreaking. Yeah. So um, that's really exciting. I, I have one question about Horizon that I don't understand. I'm looking at my notes here. It's been the FDA's breakthrough device program. What does that mean? Uh, it's an accelerated pathway for the FDA. So, you know, Horizon is a, because it's a, a loop system, it's a class three device. And breakthrough technology is something that they, they gave to uh, some hybrid closed loop systems, <clears throat> which essentially just means an accelerated pathway to approval and um, something that we're excited to work closely with them on. So um, we'll see how that goes, but it, it should provide us with a, a quicker pathway to market than um, might have existed years ago. Okay. All right. And Brett, now this is your, this will be, I'm assuming you've heard maybe Chasey on the program or, or Kevin from Dexcom or other people, this is going to be the least favorite part of it for you. So just, okay. uh, you, you know, gird your loins and all. Um, so okay. in, in exchange for you getting to tell us about your stuff, we get to beat you up for a little bit. It's going to be a lot of fun Good. for you. And so, okay. <laughs> but no, seriously, I, I have a lot of feedback from people uh, that that I want to give you. There are going to be things I'm going to say that you're going to have no answer for, and it's fine. Okay. I, I just think it's valuable that people get to say it. Uh, and there's going to be some things that I know, um, you know, that I passed I passed over that have already been sent up the ladder, which is exciting. I want to tell people what those are. Um, but 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 so let's start with the 
the hardest first. I'll, I'll start you harder okay. first. Um, the one thing this podcast has taught me uh, that I did not expect when I launched this, I just thought, oh, a lot of people in America will listen to my podcast, uh, except it gets listened to in almost every region, well, in every region of the planet. There's downloads in Iceland. So wow. I have downloads in Japan, in China, in, you know, uh, Australia is starting to beat out Canada. So, so it's, it's every, so I get to hear back from everyone. You know, the last two people were on the podcast before you actually, the two, you know, Anthony Anderson was the one before you, um, but from blackish, I don't know if you're a fan, but I just, I know I saw, I saw the, uh, I saw the the poster you had on uh, Instagram and you, you have my picture on there. I don't think I'm quite deserving. I was the least, uh, likely celebrity on that poster, but I do appreciate that. Not to these people, not to the people who are listening right now. You're the most person. There there were three people on that one. You were the most important person on that one. I'm like, I now hear from everybody to, to, to no lie, there's a group in Australia who's trying to put together the money and the planning to bring me to Australia to do this podcast live there. And so I, wow. get, to, I get to hear from everybody, which sadly means I also get to hear from the people who are like, I listen to the podcast and I want an Omnipod, but I live in the Middle East, but I live in Australia, right. but I live here. But, you know, can you sort of explain now? And I'm going to take a little of the heat off you here because... I, I, I can't, you can't sell snow cones at the North Pole, right? But there might be right. three guys at the North Pole who need a snow cone. And so, but, but I can't put a company together to, to take my snow cones to the North Pole because I'm going to lose my shirt and I can't do it. So I, I think I understand that that's a situation. But how is it you guys see global expansion? Good question. So, um, and I, I understand the questions and concerns and, that you get. And look, you're talking to the chief commercial officer of Insulet, right? So I want to sell Omnipod everywhere. I want to sell pods in Iceland and every, everywhere. But um, I'll tell you kind of what's been going on and, and then what our process will be to kind of evaluate some of these markets. Because, look, we do want to expand globally. We do want to get into some of these markets. We do want to offer Omnipod to, to all these people that want it. Uh, you know, historically, we've, we've had a single distributor in Europe that's really had worldwide rights outside of Canada and the United States for Omnipod. So that's the way it's existed for, from the beginning of time with Insulet, where, where we kind of uh, offloaded all of that work to a, a single distributor. Uh, we recently uh, gained control over all of those international markets this year. So July 1st, we went direct in Europe, which means all of those patients that have been getting Omnipod for years are now, we are servicing them directly. Mm-hmm. And that, that's given us a lot of insight into those patients, the opportunity to work closely with those patients, which we have not had. It also gives us the right and the ability to expand uh, internationally. And so we've started looking at all of these markets, and there are many. And we're, we're looking at expanding uh, probably some of those in 2019, but certainly beyond 2019, we'll probably have an aggressive global expansion plan. The challenges, Scott, are probably twofold. Um, uh, I guess, well, may- maybe three. So there, there are two uh, features and kind of product deficiencies that we have to address in most markets before we can get there. One is language, right? So if, if it's a language that we currently have on Omnipod or we'll have on Dash, we're set. Uh, if it's, and then the other is unit of measure. So um, 
the, internationally, the many countries measure insulin millimoles per liter. Uh, and that's something that we have to have. We have in Omnipod, uh, the current version, but for Dash, we got to make sure we get that program so that we can expand into these countries with Dash, with the right language, with the right unit of measure. And then it's just about, uh, you know, the regulatory pathway and getting approval to, to sell the product in those countries. So we're evaluating all of those where we've got, you know, uh, a stack rank of markets internally that is constantly evolving of where we'll go first with those criteria. And we'll start to give more color on that kind of once we have the plan outlined. But, um, you know, the, the, all those markets you mentioned are, are on our list. And we just got to get a set date for when we're going to be there. While you're thinking and working on that, keep in mind that I know of yep. multiple people who get on a plane in the Middle East and fly to America to buy Omnipods. So, yeah, I know. Yeah. So um, It's on our list. Yeah, let's FedEx them to them instead. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Hey, hey, this whole dash thing, Canada getting any love here? Okay, Canadians are always sending me, like, we always get things second, second. Are they going to come online in Q, Q, Q1 too? They won't be Q1 and really just be for those same reasons. So, you know, we'll get to Canada quickly, but uh, we, we've got to have the, the languages, the unit of measure. And so we've got to make a few changes and then work with Health Canada to get approval, which we don't have yet for Dash. And as soon as we do, we'll, we'll get that to the market. I, you know, our, our target for Canada really is probably the end of uh, 2019. So, so we'll get it there. Uh, it'll be quick. We won't need to do the, the same type of long limited release like we've done in the U.S. where we're testing the product because it's some small changes that we'll make so that we can we can be in Canada. But uh, yeah, it's it's something we talk about all the time. Canada is our, really our, our second best market. It's a phenomenal market for us. We have a tremendous amount of really good patients there. So we sure. it's high on our priority list. And you're going direct with them this year too, right? Like you said, in Europe, they're, they're because basically yeah, what you just right. described was that sales, you, you had a sales impediment you were, you know, you had a distributor and you had an agreement with them. You're away from them now. So now you'll be able to direct sell. It's really, it's funny. It's like the integrated meter. You finally got that, uh, you finally got that monkey off your back and now you can kind of move forward a little bit. And, uh, That's right. yeah, yeah. It, it, it's the little things that people don't know to be excited about, but for overseas, That's right. there was, there are contracts that have been in place around Omnipod for a lot longer than Brett's work there. And they're, they're kind of throwing some of those chains aside and moving forward. Yeah, I, I, that's right. But we're, we're set now. So, we, you know, we don't have the excuse for very much longer because we are direct there. We do have control. Uh, we just got to get the product ready to go. And good, it, good. We're working. I like it. To do that. I like the guns are pointed at you, Brett. Get working. That's right. So, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, listen, if you want to knock Chasey out of that chair, like she knocked that poor guy out, you're going to have to hustle. <laughs> I'm assuming he just retired, but nevertheless, um, <laughs> uh, concentrated insulins, uh, U200, U500, a lot of questions about that. I always think of that as a type two issue, but it's also for type ones who use, who have a big insulin use, um, just timelines for that if you could. Yeah. So, um, you know, U500 will come first and what we've said is the end of 2019, we'll be ready to go with U500. We've done a lot of work. We're partnering with Lilly for both of these, uh, U500 and U200. And then U200 will come sometime after, um, U200 really is probably the, the greater need in the marketplace, right? That's two times the concentration of insulin. Mm -hmm. uh, and U500 is five times the concentration. But with the work that we've done, we'll, we'll be ready to go with U500 first, uh, probably the end of 2019, is okay. what we're saying. Okay. So um, I have one other thing I want to ask you if you can kind of talk about it a little bit, and then I'm going to hit you with a bunch of little like rapid-fire stuff, and I'll let you go to lunch. Okay. Um, Good. <laughs> this time of year, 
some so some people get static failures from their pods, and um, right. I need you to kind of explain what that is. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I missed that on my pre-podcast checklist. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I so here's an interesting thing about static failures. I haven't Arden hasn't had one in years and years and years. No hand to God, no lie. Uh, but I've seen Ooh. them before. Um, I yep. think they they happen because of the school building she was in. Believe it or not, there must have been a drier like situation. But so one of the great things I think about Omnipod is that it finds out when things are wrong and it says, hey, something's gone funky on my end. We got to stop giving you insulin now because we don't want to hurt you. Um, but right. static is one of those things I don't get. So when it gets hot out and the hot air heat comes on, some people get like the pump failing because of static. Can you explain to me what that means? You know, you, we, we do see a spike in static discharge complaints you know, really kind of at the end of the year. So it's, for us, it's associated with two things, the, the winter and the dry air. You know, so if you've gotten in bed before with your socks on when it's cold out and you live in the north somewhere uh, and you see, you know, a number of sparks under the sheets, that's all static discharge. And so the acronym we use internally is ESD, electrostatic discharge. And those ESD complaints that we get from our users do spike up around the winter time. So in, in essentially what's going on is that static electricity is somehow traveling into the pod and, and causing an error or a short circuit of some kind. So we've done a lot of work on this issue. It, it's been really one of our top complaints uh, in, in the wintertime probably is our number one complaint. But we just sort of looked at the components, um, how that electricity can travel through the pod, and we've made a number of changes that we're already seeing results on. So I, I honestly can't wait, Scott, uh, to get some of the, the call volumes and the, you know, the complaint um, rates for that issue at, at this winter because I think it's going to be dramatically lower than it has been. It'll still always probably be the time of year when if it's going to happen, that's when it will happen. Mm -hmm. But some of the changes that we've made, we think have solved for the majority of those issues. So two things. That's great news. And secondly, when people hear this later as it's edited, they won't know that just as I asked you that question, my FedEx guy <laughs> rang my doorbell. It made my dogs run across the house and bark. You never broke from that answer. Now, I will edit out all the barking on my side so you they'll never know. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But good. that was impressive. I see how you made it to COO. That was really something because you literally did not blink. And I have to just tell you, I was really impressed while you were doing that. <laughs> Well, you know what I appreciate, Scott, is that you acknowledging that it was on your end. So people don't think I'm taking this call in the, in the backyard with, with the dog. It's so thank you for that. So here's the funny story is that in my town right now, as, as, <laughs> as disgusting it is that people run around and steal packages, there's a guy yeah. doing it right now in a full Grinch costume in my town. He's wearing a Santa <laughs> outfit with a Grinch mask on. He's popping up on everybody's ring doorbell videos, stealing their packages. He looks right into the thing, takes their package and walks away. I, I'm both disgusted and absolutely amused by it, which is why now yeah. the, now our delivery people are ringing bells when they drop stuff. Anyway, I'm so sorry. That was you know, spectacular. Okay. A uh, couple of things rapid fire. People want you to know that they want 
that I know you're not going to, all you're going to say is, hey, not at this time, we're not doing this. But um, of course, people would always love adhesive options for, you know, uh, m- you know, more stickiness, uh, you know, people who are a little more sensitive, you know, they've heard over and over on this podcast with Dexcom, that's not as easy to do as you think. Um, uh, of course, larger reservoir and smaller reservoir. It's great. If you talk to an adult, they're like, I wish this thing held more insulin. And if you talk right. to, uh, if you talk to the parent of a kid, they're like, I wish this thing held less insulin. Um, yeah. you know, we'd like the pod to be flatter. Which it's funny, isn't it? Right. I want it to hold more insulin, but could you make it smaller? And that's right. <laughs> so, so Brett, so far I would like you to make the reservoir bigger, smaller, yep. and then make the pod smaller. Um, okay. Yeah, they don't like the needle that they fill the pod with. Um, cannula lengths, there should be more options. Um, <laughs> is, 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 so, is the pod being reimagined? Was the overall question? I'm assuming at this point it's not being reimagined right now, right? The pod well, formed or no? Yeah, I mean, these things take time, and, and it, it, we're always reimagining the pod, right? It, that is really the, the foundation of our technology. But, and we, we, you know, the one thing we have done over the years is, you know, people don't think we've had a, a product launch in 10 years. What we have done is kind of change the size of the pod. But, and, and I constantly hear those same things. It needs to be flatter and smaller and needs to hold more insulin so it lasts longer. So, and those are trade-offs, right? So, right, right, right. so it's one of the reasons why we've turned to concentrated insulin to try to solve for that. But we, we're always looking at ways to try to make it smaller and flatter. And we do know that if, you know, if, if patients could choose, right, between, um, you know, smaller and flatter, they, they do typically say flatter. And so, you know, they don't want a, a, something that sticks up. But it's something we're always looking at. The adhesive thing is something we're always trying to fine-tune. Um, the, the challenge with that is, you know, everybody's skin is different. So we, you know, we can make it stickier, and some people wouldn't be able to get it off, and we can make it less sticky, and it would fall off more often. So, And depending on if you work out or you don't and where you live, there's all sorts of factors for adhesive. But one thing we are doing is, you know, we're, we're developing a um, – kind of a supplement that uh, it, we call it a pod pal where you could kind of put it over the top of an Omnipod, mm-hmm. cut a hole in the middle of it, and it would just kind of extend the area. So if you're, you know, if you're about to run a marathon or you're going to do something where you know it, it, it could test the adhesive, it, it could be something you could do to, uh, to add some, some adhesive to that. So we're working on all those things. Um, none of them are quick fixes, as you know, but, but they're all good ideas and things we absolutely need to keep looking at. This is what I tell my daughter. You have diabetes, that sucks, but this thing is amazing, and so if we we have to use like Opsite Flexi Fix to hold it down once in a while. Then that's what we got to do. I mean, it's 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 way better than boiling your urine, which is where you would have been seventy years ago. No, so um, there you go. There so go. here's one. This one's from my it, not only from the everybody online who's got little kids, but my daughter actually asked about. She's like, "Are you talking to Omnipod?" I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Find out about this." I said, "Okay." So when you put the pot on, the pot is self-inserting, and so anybody that has it knows you put it on, you push a button on the PDM, and then the pod makes these kind of faint clicks and then the pod inserts my daughter would like to know why does it not insert on the same click every time why is it sometimes five clicks sometimes six clicks once in a while four clicks once in a while seven clicks she wants to know tell me now brett Hmm. Yes. It's like I don't know, man. I'm selling these things. I don't, I don't know, make them. but there's probably a technical answer to this. But we'll, we, you know, we'll, we'll see what we can do to uh, you put me manage on the, the clicks to make sure it happens. I, I, you know, I would imagine it's just the mechanism mechanism of action inside that you know, it, as it clicks, it's uh, it's lining up. But who knows? I'm going to say something that's absolutely not true. Absolutely. So Here's what I'll, I always I'll, tell I'll her. I'll send that to our engineers yeah. and get an answer for you. I, I always tell her I have no idea, but in my mind, I imagine it like. Um, a, a, a catapult in like a medieval movie and someone's just cranking it back waiting to get enough tension on it that it can throw the bucket of tar. And so, 
that's my i have no engineering I skills like that. whatsoever i like that explanation that is how I we'll go it. with that one for now <laughs> that's great wait, wait till shacy has to explain on the conference call the next time that that's not what's going on to investors <laughs> the, the catapult mechanism of <laughs> one guy took it seriously um Okay, so I already hit you, with, and now these are things that we're passing on, but I want everyone to know that Brett and, and the team, they've already passed these things on that you guys have sent in. So the biggest one was what I, I, I mentioned earlier. How great would it be if somebody could remote dose based on a suggestion from a caregiver? Um, That'd be great. Yeah, Love so, it. So um, other people want to know, hey, once in a while, I shoot insulin through uh, you know, a syringe, even though I'm wearing a pump. I'd love there to be a way to add that insulin to my insulin on board. Um, Can you please make uh, ratios by half units? Like uh, somebody, I guess the idea is, uh, you know, one unit per 20 carbs, like blah, blah, blah. I think they'd like to see a little more functionality there. I don't understand completely why. I don't use, I actually don't use insulin to carb ratios. Um, I just, we just ballpark my daughter's insulin and, and, and roll. Um, uh, low glucose. Now, here's one that seems more possible. So, you know, Tandem came up with this basal IQ Tandem, which, by the way, for you people using it, I'm glad if you have a pump that you like, but they were almost out of business last year. And, uh, and they held on by the skin of their teeth with that pretty color screen, and now they're back. And they have basal IQ, low suspend, right? But if you have, right. is there a way to get the question directly from somebody was, could you guys figure out a way to add low suspend while we're waiting for Horizon to come? Yeah, really good question, and something that we've all asked internally. It's it's not as as simple as um, is adding that and and keeping Horizon on the same timeline, right? There's there's an approval pathway um, that that's a kind of a big add, mm-hmm. and if we thought we could do it as a uh, just an add-on while Horizon was doing it, we would do it. Um, what we don't want to do, and you know, internally when we look at our priority list, Horizon is at the top. Dash is at the top of our our priorities right now. Horizon is right there with it, and we won't do anything to slow down Horizon. So the short answer is if we think it's going to slow down getting Horizon to the marketplace, we just won't do it, even though we know that that's something that would add value today. Okay. Uh, do you think that in the future, and this is something you're not prepared to even answer, I don't imagine, but do you think in the future for people who don't want to use Horizon that that might be something that exists between the pod and the dash? Does that sound crazy? Uh, Horizon is kind of just an extension of Dash, right? So as you as you integrate the CGM, which is really a requirement yeah. of of knowing what your glucose levels are, right? Then you get some of that functionality. So uh, you know, I I don't know that um, that it exists without closed loop with, with Horizon, but it's certainly functionality that would exist in a version of Dash that's like Horizon. It's so. funny. As I was coming out of my mouth, I thought, no, dummy, because they won't have a CGM, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. So all right. Yeah. Um, so I've never had this happen, but some people say like you can get an occlusion that'll stop the pump from working. You have to change the pump. I, I I don't really see it happen on my end. But somebody said sometimes you can get a false occlusion, and so they'd love it if you could restart the pod after a false occlusion. So go ahead and fix that real quick. Maybe you work that out and let us know. Um, will we be able to bolus from a phone without dash in loop? Well, we've talked about that. Um, yep. Why can't Omnipod do smaller increments like other pumps? Yeah, why can't yeah. you? And um, multiple temp basils, uh, you know, would be cool if I could set a 95% increase for an hour, but then, you know, the hour after that, I'd like it to be at a 50% increase. It would be cool if I didn't have yeah. to an hour later reset it again. Um, yep. That's it. But so I, I, I will ask you, and if you don't know, I know that the, this side of it's not exactly your, you know, 
it's not where your bread and butter is. But do you do you know why the pump goes to the increment it does and doesn't go lower than it does? As far uh, as you know, uh, I've, I've had it. Yeah, I've had it explained to me, Scott. Mm-hmm. So you know, it just it just kind of is is the, the way that uh, that Omnipod works and the way that we kind of got certified for it. Um, but what I will say is, you know, with the, the zero basal rate that you get with Dash, so mm-hmm. Dash now, the, the, a big change with Dash, you can go down to a zero basal rate. So that allows for a lot of flexibility as you alternate between zero and, you know, 0.025. You can get some of these smaller increments and get a, a tighter basal rate if that is something that you need. So we, that's something we've, we've been asked for a long time is why can't I get a, a zero basal rate? You can do that with Dash. And Work so that's right. another big ad that uh, will help with that scenario. Okay. So I'll distill that for people listening for you people with the little tiny kids uh, the omnipod's not going to have a smaller increment than you're used to but you are going to be able to manipulate your basils in a way to make it work so there's a lovely workaround there you go plus and here's what i tell people when they ask me all the time just feed the kid more it'll get bigger it'll need more insulin you'll all be set and so um, <laughs> that's what i do with my kid you fatten that kid up and then we can move their basil up that's all uh, <laughs> that's some quality parenting right there for me um brett i think you've done it I think you've done it. Right. I think I think we're finished. Um, I really appreciate you not having a hard out at one hour. I appreciate you speaking to me the way you did. Um, I think that uh, I think that everyone else will have the same level of appreciation. We're all going to run out and uh, get dash as soon as it comes out. So please make a bunch of them. Um, and and I guess that that would lead me to my one last question. So I'm uh, I'm coming up to Boston in a few months to uh, to speak okay. at, to speak at an internal town hall. I think in March and. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to brag, Brett. But apparently, the town hall was going to be in February, but I couldn't make it, so now it's in March when I can make it. So, uh, okay, treat me nicely when I get there. I'm very important. And uh, absolutely, <laughs> can't None. wait to see you here. We, in our new office is enacted, right? Well, so we, is, we we just yeah. moved this last week. So we've got this phenomenal facility. I can't wait to show you. And that's what I'm wondering about. So now, when you tell me you're building stock, are you guys manufacturing these things yourself? Are we up to that yet? Well, well, so, you know, uh, we have a contract manufacturer, uh, Flex, that uh, is manufactured Omnipods to date. But, mm-hmm. you know, we just, we just built a phenomenal facility in Acton. I'm, I'm standing in it right now, kind of staring at our manufacturing facility. And uh, it, is, it is amazing to see. But, you know, starting probably the 1st of, of 2019, we'll be manufacturing pods right here in Acton, Massachusetts, made in the USA pods. So we're really excited about it. It's um, it's a state-of-the-art manufacturing facility, all robotic. Um, it, it will take you through it when you get here, well, you'll, but oh, it is great. phenomenal. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I would really like to see. I think that's absolutely amazing. So uh, um, I'm, sure, I'm sure the Flex people are running around now looking for other work, but hey, it's good news for you. So <laughs> No, no, we're, we're going we're to continue using Flex. I mean, okay. you know, this is a challenge for, you know, we, we, last year we had to manufacture over 20 million pods, right? Wow. We'll do way more than that this year, but we, we need redundancy in manufacturing. Mm-hmm. You don't want something to happen where, you know, a hurricane hits, earthquake, something where all of a sudden you can't get pods to, you know, the 150,000 patients that use it today. So it's it's been by design all along. We need the redundancy. We need the extra capacity, and um, yeah, we'll 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 keep that partnership with Flex as well. Okay. Well, as long as you're going to keep up, then I'm going to keep selling your Omnipods for you. Yes, so yes. Um, go go Thank go! I, I really uh, have a great holiday. Uh, Merry Christmas if you celebrate. Happy New Year, um, and thank you very much for doing this. Scott, thank you very much for having me. Have a great day, Brett. First, let me thank everyone who follows the podcast on Facebook and Instagram who lent their voice to this interview and asked their questions. I hope I got to everyone. I really, really tried. 
And thanks to Shacy too for passing us on into Brett's very capable hands. I think you'll agree he did a fantastic job. Shacy, we will miss you. Maybe you can come back. But hey, Brett did such a good job. You've been replaced. There's going to be one more episode of the show this year. It'll launch on December 27th. Yes, December 27th. It's going to be with Chris Rudin. The guy's like a bodybuilder, and he's got type 1 diabetes. It's crazy. And he's going to be on this uh, new TV show with uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson called Titan Games, I think it's called, or something like that. Anyway, he's going to tell you all about it on the 27th. The reason I put that episode there is, one, because Chris is going to be on this show that starts a couple days later, and he'd like you to know about it. But two, and this is the more important part, Chris and I are going to talk a lot about weight gain and weight loss and insulin. It is something that I hear from you guys about a lot that I don't understand very well, so I got Chris on to talk about it. So, you know, just in time for your New Year's resolution, maybe you'll understand a little better what you're doing as you try to reach those goals. Thank you so much to Dexcom, to Omnipod for sponsoring the show. Thanks so much to Brett for coming on and being so open and honest. I hope everyone's as excited about Dash and Horizon and Tidepool and integration with Dexcom CGM and artificial pancreas as I am. This is going to be an amazing, amazing time. We are so close, guys. I'll talk to you soon.